Buenas noches, San Antonio. Welcome to Photo SAFC. It's Matt and Clayton. How you doing, Clayton? Man, we are in full throat tonight. <laughs> yeah, full, full throat. 2020 with the 2020 Puro preseason podcast. Ooh, I came up with that on my own today. <laughs> yes, you did. All on my own. I said that I was going to do some work, and uh, that was my New Year's resolution. How about that alliteration to start things off? You didn't even clear it with me, Clayton. Well, you know, I'm titling it what I want to title it, and uh, and and I thought it was pretty creative. Well, I'm going to set the scene. We're here in my living room with a fire roasting in this awful cold, rainy weather. Getting ready to preview tomorrow night's game. Where, Let's rodeo, San Antonio! Yeah, weather's going to be better tomorrow, though, right? Yeah, for sure. We're playing. Uh, we have a game tomorrow to go to. Like, not just any game, not just any preseason game. Uh, uh, this may be the game like that would generate is generating. This game is generating a lot of excitement for me, like more than just a regular like let's say Saturday night USL game, us versus Orange County. You know, like, yes. And, and so we'll, I'm get, gonna, we'll get to why. I'm going to tell the listeners tomorrow night, Wednesday night, February twelfth. Is that right? Yes. Seven thirty p.m. at the stadium, like always. SAFC is playing FC Dallas, a Major League Soccer team, in our home stadium. Preseason game. First and only preseason game of the year here. That's pretty cool. Well, I think they had a closed they had a closed scrimmage earlier. First and only o- available to the public preseason game. Yes, and it's and you know what? This is probably all I need as far as preseason games that I have access to, because this is gonna be really cool. I'm really excited about this. And um, but like, yeah, this is our chance to see what's been going on during the off season to finally like rather than just like a bunch of pixels on a screen uh real life <laughs> what what's going on and where where we're headed where we're going yeah so here's where we're at i propose to you clayton that we do a drive time pod shorten, so it's uh that means shorten things up a little bit right uh, 30 minute you get in your car you're going to toyota field you can probably get through about somewhere close to 30 minutes on your way to the game we're going to let you know... Listener-friendly. Listener-friendly. Yes. We're going to let you know what to look for, what we want to see, what why we're going to this game tomorrow. Because a lot of people are probably like, it's the preseason. Talk to me when it's a real game. So, Right. Gonna- and, and, we, and like, just brainstorming today, we had a lot of different reasons why why we would want to go to this game. Or, yeah. like, and we were thinking, like, you know, how many do we list? Three, five, whatever. So, well, let me ahead. tell you. You, would you like to go first, Clayton? Are you comfortable with that? Well, so Here, like... Let me tell the question, but can you go first? Yeah, sure. And then you can ramble. Yes, do it. What are you looking forward to seeing tomorrow night at the game? That is the question we're each going to answer. What are you looking forward to, or what should others, like the listeners, look forward to? It's all you. All right, I didn't rank them in any particular order. Like, I just kind of threw them up against the wall. First one, I want to see a good turnout. I want to see... Um, I want to see some SAFC supporters there. I want to see, so the weather hasn't been great. You know, we're in rodeo season, which always means bad weather in San Antonio. Uh, it's high school soccer season, so a lot of people that would normally be there may be doing high school soccer or stuff like that, but I want... Ooh, I, I got something for you. Wednesday night is never going to have a high school game because of uh, youth groups. They never schedule anything on a Wednesday. Really? So there will be no high school games. Look at it sometime. All There's right. never a you game the, on a Wednesday. You were the high school soccer coach. But anyway, I want to see a good turnout. I want to see people as excited as we are about the start of the season and talking about the product that we love to talk about, the team that we love to talk about, and playing an opponent 
that I'm going to enjoy talking about here in a little while also. So, um, good turnout. That's the thing that I want to see. That's right. what I'm looking forward to. That's the first thing I got. I, I think you might be disappointed. You know, I'm setting myself up by having that be my number one thing that I'm looking forward to, right? You know what? Uh, even if it's not a good turnout, I'm okay with that. But I want to see a good turnout. I well, think. I think you're begging the question, what's a good turnout? Because do you mean the stadium sold out? Or what no. to you is a good no, turnout? No, I don't, I don't expect that. I expect, because maybe a lot of people are anticipating maybe the weather being not good, like... One side totally filled up. If one side is totally filled up and, and, and a good portion of the end and the supporters are there, the supporters section is there, then I'll consider that, I'll consider that a good turnout. Yeah, I think for me it would be more about the energy of the game and the crowd than the size. If there's only 2,000 people but they're fans and they're yelling and they're like, Yay, Christian! Right, and a noticeable media presence would be, would be pretty cool. Like, yeah, I'm making faces because I don't see it happening. I ain't seen nothing about this anywhere, and I get the newspaper every day. I get it. I get it. Haven't seen a thing. Don't rain on my parade yet. That's that's what I want to see. But I understand you can play devil's advocate and say you don't think that we're going to see that, but I want to see a good turnout. I I had proposed that we each ask, we each say something, and the other one responds. So that's yes. my response. There you go. Good enough. Are you ready for the thing I want to see? Yes, you're not, you're up next. Well, you mentioned it, and I guess it's the elephant in the room, so I'm going to get to hit it first off the pinata, which is I want to see FC Dallas, Clayton. All right. That okay. might help your turnout because when we played FC Dallas about two years ago on a midweek game, there was a great crowd. It was pretty well full. Right. Why do I want to see FC Dallas? Why should the listeners see FC Dallas? Man, I got a lot of names written down, Clayton. Can I, can I interject real quick? And just say that as you can. My my number one, but I didn't want to start off non um, non SAFC related. Hot USA commodities. Tell me about them. Hot USA commodities. So so obviously we're talking about the same. Um, well, it's not obvious we're talking about the same thing. So I'll explain what I mean by hot USA commodities. FC Dallas. Um, we we got on there and I I went on there on their website and saw their coaches video. They're bringing twenty two players. Um, on this, I got on their team roster. They have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven players on their roster of 25 uh, is on their website have either played for the full USA men's national team or the under 20 USA uh, okay. national team or the under 17 national team. They have, seven, they have seven different players that either. Anyway, go. And that's since, what I mean by hot USA commodities. Since you took what I want to see and said what you want to see, I have the same thing, but I've got, I'm not going to count out loud like you did, nine of them. So you go first. Who do you want to see on Dallas? Who, who are you looking to watch? And tell me why. All right. A name and a why. And, and their number if you know it. Paxton Pomichol. All right. Uh, hot USA commodity. 20 number, years old. Number 19. I, I don't have his number, but I do. He is 20 years old. He, and he was the captain at the Under-20 World Cup this summer for the United States of America. And he just recently got his first game with the full U.S. men's national team. Um, and, uh, and that's pretty impressive. And he is going to be a name that I'm going to be watching for a long time to come, I think. And I want to see him in person, not just on a TV screen. Yes. 
if you went to that Open Cup game two years ago, he played there. I don't remember. He played left midfield, which is not his best spot. I wasn't very impressed, but I didn't know that he's actually a center midfielder. And you know who else played that game? Number two, 21 years old Reggie Cannon. Yep. Who is now the starting right back for the USA, it seems. Not every game, but many games. Reggie Cannon, what a cool story, Clayton. I know you know because you're a baseball fan. His dad was... Can't remember off the top of my head. Someone Cannon, who played Major League Baseball, yeah. played for the Rangers, settled in Arlington, Dallas area, and here's Reggie, his son, playing soccer. So he's an athletic... I mean, this is a bred athlete who the dude can move. He's a great soccer player. He played two years ago also. That's two guys that I can say I saw them play in the flesh in our stadium, and now they're going and playing against Neymar and other world stars. So... Mine is Reggie Cannon. Back to you. All right. Um, next up probably um, would be Jesus Ferreira. Good story. Jesus Ferreira. 19 years old. Um, just recently got his first uh, appearance for the full U.S. United States men's national team. He'll be his, wearing number seven. Thank you. His father um, was played at FC Dallas and was the MVP of the league one year when they... I don't remember whether they won the Supporter Shield in MLS or whatever. Not important. He was an exceptional player. And obviously, um, when his father came, he brought little Jesus along. And Jesus has settled in Dallas, been playing with their club team. And uh, he is has a chance to be a good player up top. He plays up top. He's a forward. Center and, forward. Center forward, which we are not very deep at in the United States right <laughs> now. And it is a wide open competition about who's going to score goals for the United States um, for a long time to come. And he is a name that potentially is in the mix. And well, people are excited about me being one of them. He's more than a name. He's Colombian heritage, right? Yep. His dad. But because of his dad moving here, the guy was a youth player for Colombia, and then what, the day before the USA played in January, he switched nations, he declared for America, the next day he starts the game, plays 70 minutes, so he's 19 years old, and he's not just like, oh, this is some MLS player who's been playing forever and we put in the game. The kid's 19 years old, he says, I want to play for the USA, and we start him the next game. Like, this means he's... That's something. He's going places. And, and I watched the game. Did you watch the game that he he's played good. in? He was good. He he's wasn't. Good. He wasn't the best player on the field, but he's 19 years old playing against grown-ups. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes. And I mean, and like part of part of what I'm so excited, um, and I don't. I'm hope, hopefully I'm not taking something from your list or my list, but um, to see uh, Christian Pirano against these kids that are essentially the same age as him. And are playing. You see what I'm saying? I got bad news, Clayton. Did I take one off your list? Well, my one of the things on my list is how does SAFC play without the injured Christian Pirano? Whoa! He had a meniscus deal today. Where they, was it? Was it up uh, on the website? I it was on this. the Facebook that Pirano's looked like weeks slash a month kind of thing. It's he ain't playing tomorrow, and he, and they're gonna have to play without him for a little bit here. So we, that couldn't have been on your list because that definitely wouldn't be something that you wanted to see. I want to yeah. see, since we're going to, ah, there's still Dallas people. But I know, I'm sorry. On but, my list is how do we play and how do we cover for a team without him, who's obviously our best player. 
and maybe we hit that later. We yeah, let's come back. Let's come back. My apologies. So you're up next on on FC Dallas people that you're that you're gung ho to see. All right, since we're switching nationalities, Jesse Gonzalez, number one in goal for Dallas, if he plays. The kid played Mexican national team and won a... Queretaro or something like that? No, Mexican national team. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He won either an Olympics or a Youth World Cup as the starting goalkeeper. They played in Azteca Stadium. He was the keeper. They won the World Cup, and he's the goalie of either U17 or U20. Right. And then after that, we somehow wooed him. I mean, he's always played for Dallas, and at that time he was going and playing with Mexico, even though he's a Dallas player. Yeah, that's right. And... Uh, he chose the U.S. for the senior level. So another dude who comes over to our our national team, he's probably the heir, heir apparent that could be the keeper in five years for the USA. He's been a starter for this team for two, three, four years. He's a little older than the other guys, so he's an established starter, Clayton, but he's got full starter potential in the future for the U.S. men's national team. Yes. Oh, yeah. He, he's been called up to the – he's been called up Probably four or five times. A lot of times. I, I don't. He's only played maybe once. He doesn't play a lot because in keeper you can't really make substitutions. And, and he's he's the oldest of these of these Dallas bunch. He's twenty four years old. But by keeper by in, in goalkeeper years, um, that's young. Yeah. Like for for listeners that don't know a lot, like goalkeepers generally don't mature until their early thirties, maybe even mid, like yeah, it's like just, late twenties, early thirties. You don't see you don't see. Keeper goalkeepers on national teams that are 25 years old. No, to even start in the MLS at 24 is a huge deal. Yeah, and he's like a three-year starter. And I don't know team. why goalies mature later than other. That's that's a topic maybe for some point later. In- goalies and catchers. When pitchers and catchers report, we'll do that episode. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> um, I'm gonna jump to one more, and I'm sure I'm gonna take yours. 17-year-old Ricardo Pepe. Not mine. Go for it. Okay, Ricardo Pepe is 17 years old. Um, he played up uh, and played in the under-20 uh, – no, I'm sorry. Yes, he played in the under-20 World Cup and was the youngest player, I think, on the, on, the, on the roster. He's 17 years old, and people are talking about him on the outskirts of our, of our, of our men's full national team and stuff like that. He, um, maybe you haven't heard that, I, I, but, and maybe, maybe I'm the only one talking about it. But let's put it this way. He's 17 years old. He's Jose Gallegos. Yes. But but he's Jose Gallegos plus plus with his credentials. How about that? And I'm interested to see what a 17-year-old Jose Gallegos looks like versus a 17-year-old Ricardo Pepe. Good call. Is that right? That's a compare and contrast. And it, is it do do people from the Dallas area because they play for um, FC Dallas, do they get more looks? Are they, are they, do they get marketed Good. more? I got two things. But the first one is Pepe played last year for Dallas's second team. He did. Which is a division below the it's SAFC team. called the North Texas Rayados or something like that. Or the North Texas something. He was their starting center forward. They won the league championship, but it's a division beneath SAFC. So it's a good point to say... If this guy's at a lower division, and yet he's been capped and played in all these international tournaments, Jose Gallegos is playing in a higher division, but gets none of those looks. How are they going to square with each other? Does his pedigree make him... But like, I'm interested to see pedigree versus reality. Yes. Pedigree versus, per- pedigree versus performance to go along with the 2020 Pro Preseason Podcast. <laughs> Lots of P's. Ricardo, 
Pepe. Pepe! <laughs> That's it. You can't top that. Should, should we move on? Should, uh, how, how about I give you another one? I got or do you have another da- Do you have another? Do you have another Dallas player? Yeah. Or another thing that you want to see? Look, this is the kind of game where you want to just get the program and put it in your file with your tickets or your things because... I saw them win. Reggie Cannon, Paxton Pomacall, and Jesse Gonzalez. I saw all three of them play against us years back. And now I got five names, right? Three, four more. Brandon Cervania got a lot of minutes. He's 20 years old. Another youth national team player. Edwin Cirillo, another youth national team player. Dante Seely, who's 16. 16. Yeah, I saw His him. dad was a professional soccer player, I believe. For Trinidad and Tobago. Scott Seely, great player. Yeah. And then Thomas Roberts. Doesn't get a lot of, of playing time. But I saw his picture. He looks like Opie Cunning. He looks like he's about 10 years old. Yes, and he's the one that Munich tried to sign real bad. Yeah. So he's the name that jumps out at me. So if I had to do a fifth, I'd say Thomas Roberts. This little Ethan Bryant type who's got world-class supposedness. But we don't <laughs> know anything about. That's what I got. Right. Anyway, the, the point we made, like, as, as we've spent 10 minutes on this, there's a lot to see from them. You know, like, so anyway, so is, so I kind of took yours and so that, that was one each. Nope. So back to you, back to you, since I kind of stepped on your toes. Back to me? Yeah, back to you. Let's, let's mix it up. Okay. I'm going to ask the question and answer it. All right. Okay. Since we just touched on it, how does SAFC play without Christian Pirano? Um, I think this can be a blessing in disguise, Clayton. It's preseason. We know what he is. As much as we want him to be better this year, Christian Pirano was... Named best USL young player in the league last year of all the teams. He's getting some press around the league. So if you're a part-time listener or a part-time watcher, you go to some games. Like this guy was electric last year. He went from someone we watched to someone that we looked forward to seeing play. And now we've got to play as a team without our best player. And I think in the preseason, this will let us see what the other guys can do. And then when Pirano comes back in a month or two, we plug him in... And now, hopefully, we're, we're better and we've been doing well. Right. I'm going to tie this in. I'm going to, I want to kind of respond. Um, after a preseason game that they had on Friday against El Paso, um, which we lost 6-2, to two, but we were winning 2-0 to zero at halftime, uh-huh. um, uh, Marcina had a quote, and this kind of ties in, a quote afterwards that on, from the website. It said, in the first half, we were able to impose our pressing identity. So... Um, so it, there he is on on record saying this is the way we want to play. Mm-hmm. We want to press, mm-hmm. right? And so to tie in with with what you're with what you're talking about, Pirano obviously is going to be a big key to that, right? He's you want that. you want him winning the ball high up the field and then and then allowing him to be super creative. Do we still play that way? That's one of the things that I was wanting to talk about. Are we going to play with a certain identity? And he said. I want to impose this pressing identity, you know. So, are we still going to play that way? Are we going to try to play that way? Yeah, for sure. Uh, are, they, are, they going to, are they going to show it? That's a that's a system that feed, feeds into Pirano's strengths. Okay. And so, if you're pressing and winning the ball and doing a thing well, and then you add a guy who, when he wins the ball in a press, does great things. Right. I think it's a good formula. So, right. yeah, I think you. If I were them, I'd stick someone. You say them. Who do you mean? If I were the coach. Okay. I'd maybe stick Jose Gallegos or someone like him in Pirano's spot uh-huh. 
and then when Pirano comes back, you've just got an extra player to move you around. You don't try to play different just because no. Pirano's not there. No, you fill right. him with a with a serviceable player, which maybe that's an insult to uh, Gallegos because he's better than that. Yeah. But you fill in the hole so that when he comes back, everything else is figured out. Right. So maybe you don't do it with Gallegos because I see Gallegos as a starter, I hope. You know, he scored two goals in the two preseason games. The other preseason game, we beat Oklahoma City 5-1, to one, and um, and he scored in that game as well. So, so all offseason we've been talking... While he's been playing high school soccer at the same time. All offseason we've been talking about this with the whole, where is he playing, what's he doing, because he's playing high school soccer at the same time. So how does he play in these preseason games? Does he like get on the bus from Episcopal in Houston and go all the way to El Paso and play in two games? Is that what's happening? I don't know, but I love it. All right, <laughs> more soccer. I love more. Give me more Gallegos. We could have gone and seen Gallegos play tonight, and then we could have seen him play tomorrow night. Yeah, give me more Gallegos. <laughs> you know, but, that, but haven't we talked about that before? That like that like with college soccer and and with USA, that kids don't get enough touches on the ball. They don't get enough chances to play, and and here it is. This is great. Like no. you may say, look, maybe it's not great that a kid that's in high school is playing three games a week. Yeah. That it's too much on the body. Yeah. Like. You want We've also touch, talked about that. You want touches on the ball, not body blows in games. I get it. I get it. When you play Houston Episcopal, are they getting touches on the ball, or are they just targeting the best player and putting a foot in his butt? I get it. I get it. What do you got, Clayton? Um, or is that you? So, yeah, I'll take So Okay, you're next. The next one I want to... Um, I want to see us play with a little chip on our shoulder. Like, um, the guys that have come back that are playing from last year, I want, I want them out there... Uh, I want them out there playing. I want to see a little um, anger, a little attitude, like we've got something to prove. Like last year was a uh, letdown. Last year was a um, not a, hey, we're just going out there. This is a preseason game. We're just seeing what everyone's got kind of thing. I want them to have a chip on their shoulder and be like, Dallas isn't coming into my stadium and pushing me around. Man, we're turning into talk radio because I'm about to disagree. Fine. That's great. (laughs) This is preseason. Like, do you want... The finished product and the effort and the all of that today, or do you want that? Yes, because I think a lot of those guys are playing for their spot at the at the very, at the very least. Okay. I mean, I, do you think that Marcina knows exactly what his starting eleven is on opening nope. day? No. Try, try, but chip on your shoulder. Defend the territory. I, okay. This is our house. You say, you say, I'm over. I'm overstating it. Like, I'm not trying to injure the no, other team. I don't need Ray Lewis coming out with. I don't need Ray Lewis coming out with smoke and like doing the dance <laughs> and stuff. I don't need. I don't need that. But you, you see what I'm saying? I, I, like, we've got, those guys all have something to prove, especially the guys that are back from last year. You know what I don't need? I don't need El Rudo Hernandez breaking someone's leg out of bounds like they did in the last well, game. Well, as a, as a fan of the United States national team also, yes, I don't want Paxton Pomacall getting hip-checked up into the <laughs> fourth row of stands by El Rudo. Hey, but, when it's the U.S. Open Cup, which is a tournament where the divisions all play, and we could play FC Dallas in the second round. Yes, break at the leg, Rocky. Uh, sweep the leg, Danny. But tonight, tomorrow night, play hard, play fast, play good, play the system. Don't chip See, that's on the, that's the coach in you. That's the coach in you coming out like, you sound like Marcina. There was a quote in him from the first week. <laughs> we have tactical objectives and behavioral objectives for every game and session. That's exactly what you sound like right now, Coach. And what I want, to, what I want him to impart on them that our behavioral objective is for tomorrow night is play like you have a chip on your shoulder. Man. Play like, 
play like these guys think they're better than you. You know, like um, you know how there's what's wrong. What's wrong with saying something like that? What's wrong with what's wrong with them act, act like coming out and being like these guys are better than us? You, you know? know how there's district play in high school? Yes. When I was coaching, we did preseason. You just play, and then we had our tournaments. And then we had our non-district games, and then the first district game we won one to nothing is like an upset. It's pretty pretty awesome. And the game before that, the kids were so lax and they weren't even trying. And I was like, just ripped them up at halftime. I was like, what is going on? And they're like, Coach, it's not even district, man. Calm down. And yeah. you know what? You need another gear. You need a next level. If you're giving eleven on day one, what is day two? I I understand that that if you start up here then it's then you can't like, yes I get that but but the fan in me wants to see a chip on the shoulder Matthew the your turn go ah what formation do we play whoa that's what I got in the preseason they played nothing but five three two in the preseason yeah oh like in when both you games, the starting five lineups? defenders listed in the lineup you said you were gonna bring this up in our off air chatter Clayton. So I, I zigged. the coach in me says, "Yeah, you want a crowd, a chip on their shoulder." I know. And then to break. I want the things that don't show up in the stats. <laughs> well, I want to see how we play so that I can start seeing where our new pieces fit. We brought in all these new faces that I'm not even going to run through, but like, where? What? What's coach got? He's doing a lot of quotes, a lot of character and commitment. Well, like, but, like, that's cool, but my, you know, anyone can say that in their job interview, but now we're on the job, so let's It, it kind of ties into the, um, like, we want to impose our pressing identity. You want to see what kind of identity, f- formulaic, like, like, what formation is our, is our identity going to be? Yeah. Okay. I get that. I've got no problems with that. I, I, have, I have tons of questions also. I didn't think that we were going to get into a... Well, who do we think is going to play where and that kind of I, stuff? I don't think we will. I just want to see how we play. That's okay. all. And like, let's see if he changes. If he changes it, I mean, there's going to be a ton of substitutions. Like, there's going to be a, probably a, a whole different starting eleven or eight different subs made at, at halftime or something like that. Plus, they're going to play an extra thirty minutes don't at some point in time. Don't, don't scare the crowd off, Clayton. We're on the way to the stadium. All right? I just want to see how they line up and play. That's all. Right. all. I just want to see the, yeah, the plan. I want to see that, too. I don't see the any, plan. I don't have any problems with that. Show me the plan. I don't have any problems with that. Don't um, do some, like, 4-4-2 bull crap that you're not even going to play in the season. I got you. Um, I, another selfish thing that I want to see. I want short to, shorts. I want, Say short shorts, Clayton. Well, I, along I those lines, I want, to see, I, I want to see my Valentine. Uh, my... my <laughs> Ignacio Bailone, Bailone, B A I L O N E. He's he's my uh, que guapo, Matthew. What uh, position is Ignacio? He's a, he's, play? he's he's our he's our 6'3 uh, uh, front runner that we signed from Argentina. Twenty six year old years old. Uh, look up a picture of Ignacio. He's my val- He's my he's my man crush. Is that that's... for the season? Ignacio, Ignacio Bailon. That means like, I've got two. Other Valentines for you, Clayton. You know what? Can I tell you my Valentine? My just, funny Valentine. So I was thinking about starting before you move on to yours. I went to like I was thinking about composing one of those like uh, like you know in the on the back of the current or whatever like local alternative <laughs> newspaper. You on the bus wearing I was gonna be like you portero. 
26 years old. You were playing front runner. <laughs> Me, stars. <laughs> Row hopeless seven. Roma- hopeless romantic. Row, Row seven. seven. Exactly. <laughs> I was gonna compose one of those, but anyway, <laughs> go on. What do you want to see? No, that there's a 24 year old Argentine. And a 28-year-old Argentine. And they all play forward. Oh, these so Monteros. my thing that I was looking forward to next is who's the new center forward? Portero's a goalie. Just so Oh, is know. it? No. What's, what do you call somebody that's from like Buenos Aires? Oh, Porteño. Porteño. Yeah. See, I wasn't that far off. I'm sorry. So we got three Argentines auditioning to, for the role of the bachelor to your bachelorette, Clayton. <laughs> <laughs> the one who has my heart is Luis Salignac. Because... I, I you can't make this shit this stuff up sometimes, Clayton. He was playing for Nueva Chicago in Buenos Aires and I lived in a, there for a semester and I'd always go by this one I played there. They had indoor fields. Oh. You know, in Argentina a club is a club, so you can go Right, it's like a like a social club. You can go it's like a YMCA. Yeah, you, you, there's a bar there. You can swim in their pool. Yeah. You can play basketball there. Tennis, and they, if they have tennis courts. Yes, and soccer is just what they're best at. And so they have a soccer team because, of course, everyone plays soccer. He played for Nueva Chicago in Argentina. And then his next club, I shit you not, on the internet, transfer market, he signed for Nueva Chicago in Buenos Aires, Argentina for the Chicago Fire. Yeah, he did. <laughs> how, how does that happen, Clayton? <laughs> How do you play for Chicago in Argentina and then play for Chicago? I mean, once you've gone Nueva Chicago, how are you going to go Viejo Chicago or Chicago Viejo? How is that going to happen? You can't make that up. Luis, you're the most Chicago ever. So um, that is the totality of my list. And are we asking too much with with those four or five that we have right there? What do you think? I think that we said we'd do a list and it would take half an hour, and that was 30 minutes. Awesome. But you know what? I, I got no more. I think everybody's going to stick around because they love our free kicks. <laughs> I got no more. That's fine. And like I said, but and we said 30 minutes, but we're going to take a couple extra because we know how much everyone loves the free kicks, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, looking forward to the game, though, to summarize. Yes, this is going to be... Tomorrow night? Yes. I'm, we've been off for a while now from that, that last game. I, I, there's something very familiar and fun and that I love about making that drive, going up and pulling up into the, into the quarry and walking into the stadium, and I'm looking forward to it. Clayton, when you pull up into that stadium, do you ever think like, man, they should really tile over this parking lot? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't park in, I park in the... I park in the in the in the paved lot, like. Oh, would it yeah. be? Well, that was the worst segue in all of history. Oh, and uh, you I just... didn't get it. My bad. I'm <laughs> sorry. You know what, Matt? Matt that they should tile that lot, and you know what? You know who they should call? I think you know who they should call. Yes, Trevino. <laughs> that was just wow. We're, I'm rusty. I'm a little rusty. Three generations of trusted and experienced tile installers in San Antonio. 210-535-7939. Trevino Tile, season ticket holders, and are back as our sponsors for the 22M. And is going tomorrow. He uh, he Ooh. sent me my ticket, and uh, he kept the other two tickets for him, he, so he said he's going to be there. But anyway, um, nice. my, free, my free kick, Matthew, uh, is um, with the MLS and the MLS... Well, the MLS 2020 season, the 25th year of MLS, is getting ready to kick off. The 
uh, powers that be at MLS and the Major League Soccer Players Association uh, just redid their uh, their contract, and uh, which means the season's going to start on time, which means that uh, labor relations are good right now between the players got a lot of things that they had asked for, and we talk about things like um, we're always making comparisons like money and stuff like that, like. Things like MLS owners have to charter more flights. Uh, I feel with, like you're putting the listeners to sleep. You know, it's not for it's my free kick. It's it's interesting to me okay. that I don't think about things like that. And basically, they were like on the verge of going on strike, just, yeah. just like they were last time. But so they, the, the the MLS was going to go on strike because the players and the owners couldn't agree on the shit. Yes, agree on a agree on, agree on a contract yeah. and things like about like. You know, minimum salaries and like late typical labor type stuff. There's a know? lot of good stuff in there. Yeah, and and the players look like they they got a lot of uh, the. Um, it's becoming more. It's becoming more viable. That's kind of the point that I'm trying to make. MLS is becoming more viable. It's becoming more like the rest of the world. Hmm. And 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 you could argue maybe that's not a good thing that the way that MLS is set up is necessary and it's good. For a, a, a better business model than other places but you know what it's good for us being able to watch soccer and hear that like the players are getting more say and the players are having are being better taken care of so what are the things that impressed you that may give you a positive like I thought you were going to like drop a bomb like and that is because boom and no the, I didn't have anything boom. one specific I get it it's it's kind of boring for the non That's but okay. like things like this like they have to they have to charter flights for their teams. They don't all just jump on a Southwest airline and like you know David Beckham's riding in the back uh, in the back of the plane on Southwest Airlines. And that may seem stupid to people, but to but it's a it's a big deal. It's not stupid. I saw the Houston Dynamo at the Intercontinental Airport in Houston, and I was like, are they really going security like right behind me, like? You're a pro soccer team. That's kind of ghetto. Yeah, they they lowered free agency in the number of years of service. That's right. a that's a big that's a big deal. That's a that's a big time like win for players. Did you notice the minimum salary? Um, it, I saw that it's going to be up over six figures by 2022 or something like that. Yeah, like it like it's it's it wasn't that impressive when I first saw it for right now. I think it's, but it's going up. and it goes up to 100 or so. That's, it's, that's you, something you could live everywhere probably in the United States without having to have a second job or or have to supplement your income on $100,000 a year. Yeah, live well if you're a single. Yeah. Young dude. Right. And that's like which is weird because we're talking about us trying to be a a major force in in soccer in the world <laughs> and the fact that we're talking about a livable wage for the a professional soccer player that's that's something that our listeners should be like, "Huh." You yeah. Know? So there, that's that's what I got. That's my free kick. I thought it was interesting. What do you got, Matthew? My free kick is that this is where I'm getting. I'm right on the SAFC promo chain, Clayton. You're gonna be proud of me. Uh, New Jersey coming out February 25th. So what's that? Two weeks from now. On two on a Tuesday or Wednesday night, they're gonna have a jersey reveal party. How do you know this? I don't know what. Why haven't they? Why do you know this? I don't. Season ticket holder email. Well, I guess Willie didn't send it to me. But anyway, yeah, I, I know they need SAFC. You can only send an email to one account for each ticket group. 
But people split tickets, team. Like Yeah, so, hey, SAFC, I am a season ticket holder. <laughs> I know you guys are all listening to this going, what is Clayton? He's not listed as a season ticket holder. He can't talk about us like that. <laughs> I am, but it's under it's under Willie's name. Like it's, it's pretty simple. You just go to the two column, and after the email, you put a semicolon. And then it sends two emails. You know what? If we had media credentials, Matthew, I bet I would have known it. Ooh. Well, let's get on that. Okay. <laughs> so the 25th, two weeks from now, Jersey reveal party. And, you know, I may poo-poo on the team and minor league soccer sometimes because it ain't the greatest. But uh, this jersey's cool, man. I wore it tonight in honor of my free kick. That We've got, like, legit Nike, Nike design. It's unique. I've never seen any other jersey in the world that's just like this. And... When you look at MLS, it's an. I know you saw the jerseys. Twenty-five teams, and every terrible. Every one of them has the same jersey in different colors, and that's all they do. And MLS basically tells them that they what they can do and what they can't do. There is no different graphics. There's only patterns on the same jersey. Yeah. Clayton, my high school team had way better jerseys than any team in the MLS had. Yeah. Because they cost fifty bucks. You just Send it in, and they can do anything you want. This is reminiscent of when we were talking about what what USL does right and USL Ooh, does wrong. Or, or and I think that was a question that your that maybe your sister in law posed or something. That's like what that. I asked her. Yeah, she had a lot go. of answers. There you go. And uh, and yes, one hundred percent in agreement. Like I have those like three different jerseys that like alternate jerseys that we've done for special nights. You know, like yeah. the Noche Noche Caliente night and the breast cancer awareness night and then the military appreciation night and like you know you can say whatever that's kind of dorky they're just trying to capitalize on whatever it's cool <laughs> i like they're they're cool jerseys and i like them and yes usl's getting it right yeah like i can go down to the local soccer shop and buy an adidas jersey and then like put a crest on it but mls so mls just has these stock boring jerseys that are so vanilla like Soccer's different. Soccer around the world has character and like, every, you know, different brands, different jerseys, different companies. Right. We brought you that one back from Argentina with the screaming fan in the yeah. collar. Uh, Andy just sent me one um, from a uh, uh, friend of the pod, Andy Costello, listening in uh, in Eindhoven. Is uh, he a confirmed listener? Oh, yeah. He listened? Eindhoven, Netherlands. He doesn't listen all the time. But anyway, he just got back from Thailand and he sent me a... In Singapore, and he sent me a Singapore Eagles, like the winner of the Singapore League, and then uh, he sent me a Thai national team jersey, which is awesome. But anyway, yes, like you're saying, like different brands, like one's Joma, yeah. one's like Lacoste Sportif or something like that. It's not hard, just like anyone can do that. You and I can go get jerseys made that are awesome, and yet the biggest league in our whole country has off-the-rack jerseys. And it's about, it's about their... Their brand and their contract with you yeah. know like you know big conglomerate whatever. This is why things. I'm a socialist, but socialism right. And we're not trying to work. we're not trying to poo poo on you know like Adidas or or Nike. It's MLS <laughs> telling their teams that they can that they have to use this and it has to be a certain way. Yeah, yeah. It's like one size fits all. When there's a, they're missing out on a big opportunity to have cool stuff. Yeah. All right, man. That's um, that's good stuff right there. That's that's concise. We got in. We got out. It's preseason. Looking forward to this game tomorrow. Next week and other weeks leading up to the season opener. 
March 7th, the real game, first game of the season. We'll be doing some preview episodes, the, t- the players, the team, what we're looking forward to for the season. So, yeah. Clayton? Well done, Matthew. It's been good. Right on. Fire's starting to, you know, burn out. See y'all.